our foster care system is shattered. And this podcast is about how we as a community can come together to bring about change, change in the system and changing the lives of children in foster care. Hi, my name is Rob Shear. I'm the founder of a national charity called Comfort Cases. I'm an advocate for children in foster care. I'm a public speaker. I'm an author of A Forever Family, but most important, I'm a dad to five of the most amazing kids. Welcome to the Fostering Change podcast. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Fostering Change. You know, I am so excited for my next guest. You know, those of you who read my book, A Forever Family, there's a lot of acts of kindness that I talk about. And one of the largest one was a teacher. You know, I still actually remember that day that when I realized that I was homeless and I was sitting in Mrs. Bowley's English class and Mrs. Bowley, as we were preparing for music and she looked over at me and she gave me that wink that I always knew it was that teacher that truly made a difference in my life. You know, I talked about my senior trip. All the other kids were going on this senior trip and there was no way in hell that I was gonna afford to go on it. I was homeless. I wasn't even able to figure enough ways to find food for the night. But all of a sudden I was called down to the principal's office and I thought to myself, finally, someone's gonna talk about the homeless kid. But instead, Mr. Thompson said, your senior trip is paid for. I said, how? I couldn't afford to buy that train ticket or bus ticket up to New York City. And he said, someone did it for you. Well, two and a half years ago, when I was on my book tour, I went back to my hometown. I had not been back to my hometown in many, many years. And um, it was just a memory that I didn't want to go to. Well, as I was sitting at a table signing the books, and I couldn't believe of all the people that were coming to actually have me sign my book, all of a sudden I heard a woman say to me, Robert, I always knew you would amount to something. And I looked up and there was my 70 some year old music teacher, Mrs. Bowley, as tears were streaming down her face. You know, it was the act of kindness. My next guest is the same thing a teacher and a music teacher, a musician, an author. But I was so excited when I received Kyle's book that I had to have him on my podcast. Kyle, I'm not going to butcher the last name, but I want us to do this together. So it's Kyle. Tolestyka. Tolestyka. Okay. First of all, I got to know, give me a little bit of background on the last name. Uh, my family migrated here. Um, at the turn of the century, um, my grandmother Helen um, Hushik got married to um, uh, into the family Tolstaika, and supposedly were related to Tolstoy by like three cousins or something like that. So um, it's pretty Russian, Slavic. Love it, love Eastern it. European. Before we start getting into your book, have you done your DNA test? Do no, no, I haven't. I, I'd like to. I, I fooled around on. Um, ancestry.com a little bit and found some cool old documents and stuff but 
I, I haven't done a DNA test, no. Okay, okay. you got to do it. It's going to be one of our segments. I did it. Um, my husband bought me the kit, um, and I did it. And I can't <laughs> wait for that podcast because you want to talk about a shocker. But anyway, <laughs> listen, I want to get to your book. You know, um, I got your book, Where Do I Fit? You know, I love children's books, by the way. I, um, I always talk about the fact that, you know, for me, I don't remember... Um, when I owned my first book, and I was probably in my 20s, and much less for me to be one, a kid from the system, or even to being a gay man, um, there was never a book where I felt I fit in. So I want you to go back to the drawing board of why did you feel that this book was necessary? Well, first, can I say thank you so much for letting me come and hang out with you on this podcast? I, I just... I'm great, very grateful, very grateful that we've been able to um, build up a, a friendship um, recently. And uh, so the book, I, uh, I was reading to my son Santos one night and it was a, a kid's book, it was a board book and it was, it was rhyming and the rhyme scheme just was so awkward to me. And as a teacher, I don't like when things aren't uh, idiomatically uh, easy, right? Uh, things should roll off the tongue. And I decided that kind of planted a seed that, you know, maybe there's something here. And then one day I was teaching and I had this idea of a puzzle piece and um, it just, I, I kind of snowballed. I'm not gonna say, I, I, you know, I woke up and, 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 and wrote down a song like the Beatles or anything like that, but um, the seed was planted that I did want to write something because, uh, you know, language is a, an important tool and, um, I wanted to put something together that my kids could read and, and it would make sense. And um, then I, I remember I was teaching and these ideas just started coming to me. And in between each class, I have a, about a, a little bit of a break in between each class. So I would write down a, um, a stanza and then I'd have teach another class and then I'd write down another stanza. So I felt like I had an idea and then I let it sit. And then by the time 30 minutes had passed, I had another idea and I just wrote it down. And I think in a matter of a day, I had an outline, a general idea of, you know, there's this puzzle piece and it doesn't fit in wherever it goes. And, you know, because each puzzle piece has its own specific place. And um, obviously it was inspired by the fact that we adopted our two boys. So, um, roundabout way of how I came about with the came up with the story but um that's that's kind of where it started it was uh I just wanted to uh write a, a good kids book well I will tell you it is a good kids book and the thing that really you know captured me when I first started to when I first read your book and by the way I've read it several times um is that in the very beginning it would not make you feel like you're a kid from the foster care system that was the first thing, you know, some of the things that I will tell you that I got out of this book is number one, yes, you know, it is definitely a kid who's missing his puzzle pieces. And, and I started thinking about how that could affect more than just a child going into the system. Let's say, for example, you know, I have friends of mine, sadly enough, who are recently divorcing and with the, they are having to move to different locations now and the kids are having to now have two different types of places they live. And I thought about, you know, your particular book where it says, I've lost my puzzle. 
I'm scared to be alone to call my own. I just want someplace and someone to call my own. And even somebody who is going through a divorce or maybe a, a parent who's um, a child who's lost a parent. Um, in today's, you know, there's so many kids who have lost their parents, whether it's through cancer or the war or COVID. Um, you know, there's so many things that they can relate to this. Um, yeah. I, I, I want to, I want to, you know, I, I heard you tap on your two boys and how it was important that, you know, as you're reading to them, was it, was it important because your, your boys actually were adopted through the foster care system, am I right? Yes, okay. yes they were. Did, yep. As they were, as they were in your home through the system, did you happen to realize that there just weren't any books for them to relate to? And if there were books there, they just weren't very good. Um, and you know, I, you know, there, a lot of the, I just, I just didn't like anything that we were, we were finding, uh, to be honest with you. I, I, I don't think anything was particularly deep. Um, and then some books had way too much detail, a way too much detail, like conversations I'm not going to have with my, my, you know, five-year-old at the time, six-year-old. And it just, there was no, it was either, they were too simple or they were just too much. And I kind of had to find a place in the middle. Um, and I, I think I, I think I created that, um, that my seven-year-old can have an intelligent conversation with you about the book. He's done it with his class. He can, he read it to his class and they asked him questions and he was able to answer those questions. And now those kids went home and told their parents about foster kids and that kids don't have a home. And I, I'm like, how, at the end of the day, how do you turn something from being a taboo subject to being, you know, a mainstream thing that we talk about, the F word, foster care? There you go. Yeah. No, I agree with you on that, Kyle. I, I think that, you know, I, I say this quite often in comfort cases is empathy is something that we must, we must teach our children. And I believe the platform of empathy is starts with us talking about foster care, because I do believe that that is something that we should not be ashamed of. I do also believe that foster care can be delivered in a way for children from preschool all the way to our college educated kids to know that foster care is something that happens because of a choice that someone else has made. You know, for so many reasons, we think that, oh, these kids are put into the system because they're bad kids, or these kids are put in the system. I was speaking just um, right prior to the pandemic to a young school. And I remember the principal asking for me to have a meeting with her prior to giving my, my talk. And she says, now listen, she says, I wanna make sure that these kids are not, you know, they're not scared um, once they leave the school today that they're gonna be snatched from their parents. And I said, you know, that's the sad part is that's the myth. And because we're not going to address that myth, they will still have that in their mind. And so, you know, I love the fact that you've written a book that kids can talk about it. Kids can see that, by the way, we're all different. I mean, I look at my five kids. I, I love the fact when people walk up to us and they'll say, oh, your family is so beautiful. Are they adopted? And one of my little smart mouth kids will always say, nope, we're not adopted. And I'm like, but you're four black kids and you've got two white dads. And they're like, dad, it's the dumb question they ask though. And so this gives an opportunity. Um, I love the fact 
the colors of the book. I love the colors of the people that are in the book. I love how different it is. I love how the simplicity of it. Um, and what I want to know is how can people get a hold of this book? Well, you know, we started, I, I started uh, this project and I, I created a Kickstarter because one, I, you know, I'm a teacher I, and I have kids. I, I, I'm not rich. <laughs> so I uh, started a Kickstarter, the Kickstarter funded, which allowed us to go, you know, pay for everything, the illustrations and, and everything like that. And, um, the, you know, the printing and, and all of that stuff. And we've delivered everything we've created. And then I realized at the end of the Kickstarter, I had to create something to how am I going to sell the book after the fact? So um, I created a, uh, a website with my illustrator, uh, tofu-press.com. Uh, and uh, it's, you can order a copy of the book there. I love that. I love that. Now, it, I, because I'm your friend and um, you and I know each other on the on the outside of the podcast, the tofu thing didn't have anything to do with the fact you're a vegan, huh? It did. Uh, my uh, my illustrator, funny enough, um, he's a vegan. We I, I reached out to him because we have a couple of his kids' books and fabulous, fabulous uh, writer um, and illustrator, as, as you could see. And... Um, I just emailed him and I said, I've written a story. Here's the gist of it. Can you, uh, um, like-minded people, right? Can you, you know, would you be able to write this and put this down and come up with some ideas with me? And we back and forth came up with, you know, some concepts and it worked out, uh, worked out kind of perfectly. And he turned out to be, you know, this vegan. He, we have a lot of the same interests, you know, we're both young dads. We're also into jujitsu. So we're like buddies there. I, it just kind of worked out in a really cool way. I've made a great friend and I've learned a ton in the process. Wow, wow, wow. I love that. Well, listen, Kyle, we're gonna take a quick break yeah. and um, we're gonna do something that we haven't done before when we get back. I actually want you to read the book to us. Um, so right. I hope you have your copy there because I have my copy here. Listen, everybody, um, we are so excited to talk to my friend today, Kyle. Where Do I Fit is his book. Um, the book really helps, you know, even for those new foster parents who are, you know, really getting ready to dive into this amazing journey of foster care when it comes to being a good foster parent, this book on your shelf is exactly what you need. And by the way, for all of our social workers um, who are listening, this is another great book that should be in your rainbow room or your safe room for a child to read as they first enter the system. Because by the way, we do in so many times feel like a piece of puzzle that was forgotten to be shaped to fit into that picture. And this really helps you out. As we always say at Fostering Change, the most flattering thing you can do is leave a comment. Share, share, share. If you have any questions, please just email us at fosteringchange at comfortcases.org. And come on, everybody, let's get those subscriptions up on our YouTube channel. You can leave a review there. If there's a guest that you would think that should be on our show, please just drop us an email, put something in the review. And again, you can listen to our podcast on all of the platforms and we will be right back.
This episode of Fostering Change is sponsored by Comfort Cases, a national nonprofit that is inspiring our communities to bring dignity and hope to youth in foster care. You know, for just $10 a month, you can support the Comfort Cases mission to eliminate trash bags from the foster care system. For every $10 donated, a Comfort XL duffel bag will be given to a child entering foster care. Please help us be part of the change. Go to comfortcases.org and see how you can help a child entering our foster care system. Welcome back, everybody, to Fostering Change. And I am so excited because I'm here with my friend Kyle, who has written, Where Do I Fit In? I will have to tell you, I was thinking during the break, um, have I had any, and I've had lots of authors on, but have I had any authors who have written a children's book about a child who's come into foster care. And Kyle, you're the first. And so um, Kyle is actually gonna be the first one to do something that I've been thinking about this ever since I knew Kyle was gonna be on our show, is he's actually going to read the book to us. Let me tell you the reason why I want him to do this. I know a lot of you are running on the treadmill right now, listening to our podcast, and we thank you for that. I know a lot of you are driving in the car and you're heading to your next appointment as you're listening to Fostering Change, and we thank you for that. And I know a lot of you are trying to figure out a way to expand your horizon when it comes to children coming in the system. So you're going to hear this amazing story. And then what I hope you do afterwards is that you're going to after actually visit tofu, that's T-O-F-U hyphen press.com and purchase one of these books. But guess what? I'd like you to do two things. I'd like for you to purchase one of these books for your library and then do me a big favor. Purchase one of these books and send it to comfortcases.org. Send them to comfortcases.org so they can go in our comfort cases. Because I can tell you right now, kids in the system would love to read a book that they know especially made for them. Kyle, it's up to you now, my friend. Thank you. Thank you, Rob. All right. Where do I fit? Where do I fit? Where should I go? Where is my home? I do not know. I've lost my puzzle. I'm scared to be alone. I just want someplace and someone to call my own. I went to a house. It wasn't my home. My corners didn't fit and my edges were too long. I stayed a short while and then I moved on. How many more puzzles will I have to see? There are so many places and only one me. This one seems nice. The family is too. I have my own bed and a room with a view. My edges slide in and my corners fit right. Could this be my puzzle? I think it just might. I now have a place 
for forever, I'm sure. I have my own family and my peace is secure. The end. Wow. I love it. I love it. Like I said, I've read this book so many times. And so let me tell you something real quick. You know, as many times as I've read this book, each, I just read it again with you again. And there's so much of the illustration that I didn't remember from the previous time. So I love the details. And, you know, going back to the very ending of the story, you know, I always noticed, you know, the books on the shelves. But what I didn't notice is the piece of puzzle that has the house on there. You know, I love yep. the, the details that you, you know, it is absolutely amazing. You know, Kyle, is this going to be your last book? I don't think so. I think it's kind of lit a, a little bit of a fire uh, in me. Um, and like I said, I, I've learned a lot doing this um, that I'm not going to say that the next one's going to be easier, but um, you know, I, it's not as intimidating as it kind of was before. So. So Kyle, you know, being a dad of two boys that you have adopted through foster care, what would you say to those new um, parents, the new parent who is considering going the same journey that you and I have gone down? They should. <gasps> uh, that that's it. If if you have um, an ability to respond to the situation, you you should um, you should respond. Um, that's where the word responsibility comes from, you know. Uh, a lot of times the conversations I've had with people um, that say, and you've heard this, I'm sure, is, oh, I couldn't do that. I get too attached. And my response is, but that's why you should do it. Because some of these kids don't have someone who's willing to get attached to them. You know, the, perhaps they wouldn't be in care in the first place had their own families been attached to them, you know? Yeah, yeah. no, I agree. I agree. Um, so, you know, Kyle, if somebody wanted to get a hold of you, um, how would they do that? Uh, you could uh, find me on Instagram, um, Kyle the Vegan. Um, and I, uh, I I know I gave you a bunch of that information, um, uh, but uh, you could email me, uh, my last name dot my first name at gmail.com. You could also uh, contact me through tofupress.com. So. Perfect. And I really want people to go to Tofu, to tofu-press.com. I want them to um, continue to support you. Um, they can purchase the book right there. Is that correct? Absolutely. Yep. Excellent. And I'll get a notification and I will ship the book to them personally. Excellent. That is so awesome. Well, listen, Kyle, it has been my pleasure. I am so, so excited. I'm excited because I know so many of our followers and our listeners are going to purchase this book, not only for their library, but for comfort cases as well, because it's a great book to go into a, a child who's entering foster care. You know, we are so lucky to have this platform on so many times people do not realize that the one thing we do not talk about is foster care. And I hope that every single week that we have done that. You know, right now we are in the campaign of our 100% give back campaign for orphan myth. I want us to understand that the word orphan, no matter whether we might not use it in our vocabulary, and it has been something that has truly um, been something that I've had to work on, Orphans do exist within our world and they exist 
within our country. And these children, whether we want to consider them children of the foster care system or not, they are still orphaned from our society and from our community, and we must do something. So please, not only do I want you to go to tofu.press, I mean, I'm sorry, hyphenpress.com, please visit orphanmyth.org and see how you can be a part of the 100% campaign. Because with 100% of us together, we can truly change our child welfare system. Once again, thank you so much for joining Fostering Change. We really would love for you to share our podcast, watch us on YouTube, subscribe. And if you wanna be a guest, please reach out. Kyle, I hope you and your family have a safe rest of the, your week and the rest of your summer, and you're going to be back on our show. So you take care, my friend. Thank you, Rob. I appreciate you having me, man. Bye-bye. Have a good Bye. day, everyone. I would like to thank all of you for listening to the Fostering Change podcast. You can subscribe on all of your favorite podcast streaming platforms, including Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Make sure you follow Comfort Cases on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, and Twitter at Comfort Cases. Check out the Fostering Change blog at comfortcases.org. And I know some of you have a question, and I know some of you would love to be a guest. Please personally reach out to me at fosteringchange at comfortcases.org. That's fosteringchange at comfortcases.org. Then do me a big favor. Please help spread the word. Share this podcast. Share it with your friends and your family. Remember, I say this quite often, we're all part of the same community. And that community, it's not our zip code, but our human race. Let's all make a difference.